0: After the partnership with Ironman, I think it's the first time that a brand from the outside of the sport uh, sponsors a series or a circuit or decides to invest in trail running. Because we were used to sponsorship from you know technical partners, companies that are inside of the sport, like Salomon, Hookah, or I don't know, any other outdoor gear brand. But I think this brings the sport to a new level from a marketing standpoint. Welcome back. Welcome to Running Long, the podcast brought to you by Bert Run. My name is Francesco, I'm your host, as always, and this is our trail running review of the month for March 2022. How are you guys doing? How are you all doing? I hope you've been enjoying some spring weather, some warmer temperatures, and some great trails. This month was full of exciting things to talk about from races, projects, announcements made by athletes. But I would like to start from uh, an issue that of course is has been on the news a lot this month. Of course, it's affecting everyone's life. And of course, I'm talking about the war in Ukraine. So this is not the place to get deep into political discussions, and I don't have any title to express an opinion that is more important than any other. So I was really in doubt if I should touch this topic or not, because here I want to talk about athletes, races, results, and not about politics, wars, or global dynamics. But there is a part of this um, big topic that affects our little trail running community that basically is the ban of Russian and Belarusian athletes from trail running races because following the recommendation of the international Olympic committees um, several athletics federations and organizations have announced that they want to suspend athletes from Russia and Belarus from all the competitions. This includes the International Association of Ultra Runners, which is the IAU, the World Running Association, which is the WMRA, the International Trail Running Association, which is the ITRA, and International Skyrunning Federation. Additionally, uh, many other private, for-profit corporations have joined in, with the UTM Group being the most notable in the trail running and ultra running community. I took inspiration from an article from IRM4 to kind of reflect on this situation because in a sport that has always kind of stayed out of the political arena, this situation sets a precedent because it marks a shift in the role event organizer can play in determining how they position themselves with respect to controversial issues outside of the sport, as well as how they use the sport as a force for change. And, of course, anyone can have his own opinion about this. I have mine, which is that, of course, Federation should follow what IOC has established, the line of the International Olympic Committee. While, for example, private organizations It's a bit different because after all, they're free to set their own rules. They're free to invite whoever they want to their races. So it's a little bit different from an ethical standpoint. What is true is that in the trail and ultra running communities, there has been disappointment in the decision decision to punish athletes for something that is clearly out of their control. athletes from Russia or Belarus who don't have anything to do with the war and of course it's not something that they necessarily support if they're from Russia. Think about for example Dmitry Mityaev or Ekaterina Mityajeva who have taken you know a big stand on social media they have expressed their sadness and they've, they've expressed their very uncomfortable position, like how uncomfortable they are uh, living in a state that is attacking another country and uh, several Russian runners in the trail and ultra running scene who have put themselves into risk because they posted publicity about being anti-war. And uh, I think this is great. And it's something that we should all reflect on because after all, I think, you know, sport should never be separated from whatever happens in the world. And this is a great example. I just hope that we can offer our full support to any athlete that is coming from a country that is suffering regardless they're from ukraine from russia or or from belarus this is what is important and anyone that stands for peace has a place inside the trail and ultra running community so this is why i don't see a reason to exclude uh athletes from russia and belarus from any competition and i don't think this goes in the direction of putting a sanction on this country because after all who is losing is just the athletes because this country don't don't care about what is happening in the sport. And of course sport can be used as, as a leverage to to make pressure on certain issues but I don't think this is the right way to approach the problem. And there has been especially on social media, a lot of criticism uh, towards these governing bodies, federations, and private institutions about this topic. But this is the end of my rant, and let's go on with more exciting things. Of course, you're free to accept my opinion or not. I just wanted to, you know, reflect on something that is happening and that is deeply affecting any aspect of our lives. So if you're still here, there is a great news inside the trail and ultra running community, that is the new partnership that I don't think has been officially announced, but that I have certain news. That is the partnership between UTMB World Series and Dacia, which is a car company from the renault group after the partnership with ironman i think it's the first time that a brand from the outside of the sport uh, sponsors a series or a circuit or decides to invest in trail running because we were used to sponsorship from you know technical partners companies that are inside of the sport like salomon hookah or i don't know any other outdoor gear brand but I think this brings the sport to a new level from a marketing standpoint because you know the level is increasing more and more people are attracted into the sport and more and more races are becoming more professional and the circuit are enhancing their level and I think we are you know, something similar to cycling is happening. Uh, Cycling is a sport where I think we should take some inspiration from, especially from a marketing and communication standpoint. Then regarding other things, probably not, but, uh, you know, it's, it's quite impressive. And I think this marks uh, great news for the sport. Uh, I'm super excited to see what happens. And, um, you know, having such a big brand like Dacia sponsoring this circuit probably means that there will be others coming in quite soon. And um, historically, the expansion outside of uh, the outdoor sector has always been very difficult for any race organizer or circuit. So I think... This, is, this may not be a first time ever, but it's definitely a huge news for the sport. And probably these brands, they see a potential in this market because there are people with, you know, they care about the environment, they have an active lifestyle and they care about the outdoors, they experience the outdoors because, you know, we're out there, we're in the mountains, we're, we're very linked to the environment. So we deeply care about these issues in a way that is probably way above the average and this attracts and leads these brands to invest into the sport. Another good news from for the sport is that the um, WMRA has announced a new title sponsor for the World Mountain Running World Cup, which is now called the Valser Monte Running World Cup. Valser is a plumb- plumbing company that is from Italy. They're sponsoring a lot of uh, cycling races and cycling teams, for example, the Vuelta or the Giro di Lombardia here in Italy. And I think this is another great news for a much smaller circuit, but um, you know, it's been a circuit that I've always followed because it's kind of where I come from mountain running which is hugely popular here in Europe so this is another great news for the sport and I hope they will use this uh, money coming in uh, to invest in communication which which has always been historically quite a big problem in the world mentoring Association and of course more investment in communication generates visibility for sponsors for races and athletes, so more sponsors are investing in movement, more athletes attractive and uh, more professionalization of the sport. For those who don't know, I've already talked about the World Mountain Running World Cup. We have 12 stages gold label races and another five silver label races. The start will be on June 19th in Portugal with Montemuro Vertical Run, which is a uphill uphill-only race of 9.5 kilometers for 980 meters of elevation. Another great news that was probably kind of expected, but it was definitely, you know, much-weighted for a lot of people was the announcement that was given by Kylian Jornet about his new project, because Killian has just launched a new brand of apparel and outdoor gear that is called Normal with a double N, so n- Normal. And um, after you know announcing that he was leaving Salomon uh, on Instagram back in November, 2021, Salomon of course was a brand that supported Killian for 15 years, uh, is basically won any Type of trail running race with Salomon and he's probably had a huge influence on how Salomon and the sport of trail running has developed. But now Killian has chosen to set off for his own path basically and um, I think he's forming a team with other athletes, probably a few names we already know. Emily Fosberg and Dakota Jones are gonna be involved but they haven't been announced yet. So let's keep the secret. <laughs> and uh, in collaboration with uh, the footwear company Camper, he built Normal, a brand that wants to focus on authenticity, utility, social, and environmental commitment for a non-normal vision. It's a brand that wants to kind of differentiate from all the other brands uh, they have a website, of course, with a community action and with a mission that, of course, is very much focused on their environmental issues, which is a priority um, that, yeah, trail running is starting to address, but probably not as much as Killian or other big athletes, big key members of our community would like. So I think it's a great project, super excited to follow, super excited to see what's next. I think the collection is going to be launched uh, in the fall of 2022. And In the meanwhile, I think all the athletes uh, from Normal, who have a collaboration with Normal, are testing the gear and developing new type of shoes and material with Camper always talking about Killian. we know that he has announced his calendar for 2022 and it's always super exciting to you know kind of follow him throughout the season. He has already competed in a ski mountaineering race in France which is Pyramenta, one of the greatest race of the sport where he took third with his teammate Jacob Hermann His season opener on the trails for 2022 will be in Zagama, Spain, because as he wrote, Zagama is Zagama. So there is a huge hype around this event in Spain, which is going to be the first stage of the 2022 Golden Trail World Series. I'm also signed up for Zagama. I am hmm, somewhat confident that I can run, that I can be on the start line even though I'm still dealing with some injuries. Uh, the, you know, the most important one is the one that I have at the elbow, which I broke last year in December when I fell from my bike and I I had to get surgery Now I will have to get a second surgery because I have an infection, but in one way or another way I will be back. But let's focus on Kilian's calendar and don't get inspiration from what he does because he isn't like any other. Pro- he probably probably has, you know, a talent and an ability to c- to recover from one race to another unlike any other athlete. But in any case, he's going to be at Hard Rock 100 mile in Colorado at the end of June. Hard Rock, of course, is a classic 100 milers that doesn't need any presentation as he brought because there is something so special around this race that keeps one wanting to go back, so super excited to see Killian in Colorado in June 2022. Then to recover from his 100 miler, he's gonna be at Saresinal, the race that he keeps coming back to. I don't know what keeps you know dragging him towards Switzerland and this beautiful, beautiful race, but as it wrote, because I do love pain, uh, even though it probably won it like, I don't know, 10 times, I totally suggest that you go to visit the mecca of mountain running, that is the Val Nivier in Valais, between the Matterhorn, the Weisshorn and the uh, 5, 4000 peaks, and... There is such an ambience and a history unlike any other race. So many people, so many great runners. It's a point of contact between, you know, basically three sports because there are athletes from the trail running community, from sky running, from classic mountain running, and from also road running that compete against each other. So it's super interesting. a super fast race. Like, it's probably the best sub-ultra race in the world. After Cerzina, Killing is going to be at UTMB. Uh, there is, of course, a lot of drama around UTMB. and um, It's going to be such a huge competition this year. He's going to toe the line with Jim Wamsley, Hannes Nemberger, Pablo Villa, Tom Evans, Thibaut Garivier, Paul Capel, and many, many other great athletes. So we see that His calendar as a mix of really, really long races, 200 milers and two other much shorter races that, you know, it makes sense for him, but don't try to copy him. (laughs) Another big news that concerns Killian and Emily is that they're also leaving their longtime partner, Sunto to start a new partnership with Khoros a GPS brand from California that is already supporting a lot of great runners on and off the trails. So also super excited to see how this collaboration develops. And uh, so many things have changed for Killian and Emily over the past few months. So it'll be exciting how this reflects on their athlete's career. All right, let's now talk about races because March was a great great month of racing, probably the biggest event the most highlighted and followed one was Trans Gran Canaria in Spain on Gran Canaria Island in, in the Canary Islands. The race actually had many different events the main one being the 127 kilometers or 78 mile island crossing that marks the start of this year Spartan Trail World Championship. I'm going to cover the results for the woman, Ragnar De Bat, from the Netherlands, but she lives in Spain, uh, she's been at the top of mountain and trail running for several years, she's been trail running world champion, and she's, cr- she's increasingly stepping up in the distance, and she won the race, missing the sub 2 hour finish for just a handful of seconds. Abby O'Hall from USA had another great race, finishing second in 16 hours, 21 minutes, and Claudia Tramps from Spain, who was last year runner-up, was third in 16 hour 45 minutes. In the men's race, it was a great win from Pablo Villa from Spain, who made a breakthrough in the second part of the race to... Uh, outkick, Paul capel and uh, Pere Aurel, both from Spain. Villa, who tied with Paul capel at the race of 20 in 2020, um, ran in 13 hours 37 this year, and Paul ran 13 hours 58, while Aurel was third in 14 hours and 12 minutes. I think, uh, yeah, Paul capel is going to run the next stage of the Spartan Trail World Championship, which is Patagonia Run in Argentina. Poca is, is already there, he's signed up. Uh, Pablo Villa's next big event is going to be UTMB. We actually sat down and talked to him on a great episode of the podcast that I totally suggest you go listen to, check it out. So much great takeaways and great inspiration. We get to know Pablo really well. We talk about the race, we talk about his training and his build-up for this great, great win. We talk about his team, Adidas Terex, and how he mentally handles, um, you know, such long efforts, which was a great lesson for me. In the 62K race, um, there was a great comeback because Tom Evans and athlete that. We know really well that we also cheer for a lot and that he has a training plan with us. He has a collaboration with us from, U- he is from UK. He also was coming back from an injury because last year he had surgery. We talk about these issues on a podcast episode. It was one of the first that we recorded back last year. Um, I think it was November. But in any case, pa- um, sorry. Tom won the 62-kilometer race in 5 hours 10 minutes. It was 10 minutes better than second place Aritzagea. Uh, Mathieu Delpech from France was third in 5 hours 31. In the women's race, the 62-kilometer was won by Arjen Wilhelm from Switzerland, who beat Joanna Antilla from Finland and Leah Yingling from the United States. Other notable results include Sara Alonso winning the marathon race in 3 hour 30. Um, Alberto Vender winning the classic trans Canaria. It was at his debut with Tim Brooks. He's a great uh, monitor running athlete from Italy. And also I would like to mention Daniel Patti's, also from Italy winning the promo race of 15 km. So great job. It was a great debut from for Team Brooks, who, who was officially announced um, at Trans Canaria. There was another great race on the same weekend, which was the way too cool 50 mile, uh, who celebrated his 32nd year back after missing the 2021 race, way too cool, super popular, super fast, California's 50k. In the women's race um the college cross country coach MK Sullivan took took the woman's crown in 3 hour 45 and second was Ashley brasman in three hour 54 and third was Tabor Shaw who was fourth in four hour nine minutes in the men's race it was a great prep race from for team Tollefson, team Hokaoneone, who closed in 3 hour 13. Um, and he, in doing so, he beat the triatl- triathlete who is turning to trail running, Ellie Hemming, who was second in 3 hour 16, and Ryan Becker, who was for third sorry, in 3 hour 18. Darren Thomas, who was the race winner in 2020, was another minute farther away uh, in 3 hour 19. Another reason to follow this month of races was, of course, the Barclay Marathons. Um, it's not a race, it's like a super wild adventure. For those who don't know the Barclay Marathons, I suggest check out some videos on YouTube, Some look up for some information. There is a great film that is available on YouTube. Actually, it's free to watch. Um, it's a crazy event unlike any other. Basically it's a 100 miler that is made up by five 20 miles loop and the race has only had 18 finishers between different 15 different men before this year but none since John Kelly finished in 2017 and there was no finisher this year either. So crazy race, crazy rules. Um, a lot of, you know, storytelling around this race, which is always fun to kind of follow. And the only way to follow it, to actually follow it, is via Twitter, <laughs> where the race an- announcements are made. If you don't know it, check it out. There is lots of great stories around this event. Another race that I would like to mention is the Trail du Ventoux in France it was held on March 14, there was really harsh condition in this year's race because the snow kept the runners of the 46km race from reaching the highest point, so an alternative route was run instead. And this year marked the 20th edition of the race, which was valid for the selection of the World and European Championship trail running teams for France. Thomas Cardin from France won the race in 3 hour 44, beating Frederic Tranchon from Team Scott and Arnaud Bonin also from Team Scott. Thomas Cardin is a great runner for Hoka Oneone. We have seen him getting better and better over the years. Um, I think it was a really solid performance for him. So I was really impressed to see him winning this race in front of such great runners. In the women's race, Blandine Leorndel, who was trail running world champion in 2019, basically um, had no competition because she won in 4 hour 19, and second was a distant distant Audrey Tanguy in 4 hour 36, and third was Mathilde Sagne, also from France, in 4 hour 37. I would like to point out that this race is pretty special for the place where it's run, that is Mont Ventoux. It's really famous for the Tour de France. Last year, actually, I was there to to cheer the cyclists and to to watch the race. There was a double climb of the Mont Ventoux. It's a a landscape unlike any other. It's really rocky and it's a lunar landscape. Um, some great, great battles. Um, In the Tour de France stages were held on Mont Ventoux. It's always very windy, the environment is really peculiar, it's in southern France, Uh, check out some pictures because really it's an event that is worth following and I would really like to go there to to run once in my life. Let's come back because there was another result that is worth mentioning on March 6th, 2022, Stephen Mokaka from South Africa set a new 50-kilometer world record in 2 hours, 40 minutes, 13 seconds at Nidbank, Running Field, 50k in South Africa. In doing so, it lowered by almost 2 minutes the 50k world record that was uh, held by an Ethiopian runner, Ketema Negasa, that he set at the same event last year. And let's point out that, to put that into context, Mokoka ran this 50k world record at a pace of 5 minutes, 6 seconds per mile or 3 minutes, 12 seconds per kilometer. And let's also remember that the woman's world record is a sub three hour time that is held by Desi Linden from United States, the Boston Marathon champion and such a great distance runner in the United States. Let's go on um, with Chukkanut 50k, Um, this year it was the 28th edition of Chukkanut, around the Chacanut mountain, Uh, another really fast 50k, a very popular 50k in the United States. Let's start from the women's race where Ladia albertson Youngkans won in 4 hours 10 minutes, and it was the race's 4th best time ever. It was seven minutes better than her own win in the race in uh, 2017. And uh, next for her, it's gonna be Canyons 100 in California on April 23rd, where a lot of great runners are signed up. Runner up was Kimber Maddox, and third was Jasmine Lauder who actually trains with Vert. She is one of my athletes, so super congrats to Jasmine for such a great results and really proud of her. Um, It was actually a prep race towards Canyon 100 where she will be lining up with a lot of great, great athletes. In the men's race, it was a breakthrough from Adam Peterman, a rising star that is just keep getting better and better. I'm super impressed by Adam. Um, can't wait to, to race him some somewhere. He's also signed up for Canyon 100 next month. Um, Peterman ran in 3 hours 24, 24 minutes. He won by 10 minutes and most importantly he broke Max King course record by nine minutes which was set in 2017. So. Super impressive finish, Um, second and third were two other good athletes, Anthony Costales and Drew Holman, who were just 12 seconds apart and they finished in 3 hour 34 minutes. Stephen Kersh and Taylor Green, from team Adidas Terex and Nike Trail were fourth and fifth in 3 hour 39 and 3 hour 44 respectively the last results that i would like to talk about is actually on the road because ninka brinkman that is an athlete i always enjoy following uh, finished won just won the swiss half marathon championship she ran in 1 hour 10 minutes 6 minutes better than any other woman ninka is probably the best road runner than any other woman racing trails right now. Um let's remember last year she ran a 2 hour 26 at the Valencia marathon in her debut. It's to put that into context, it's 3 minutes faster than the Olympic standard. So I'm super excited to see how she is going to do in her next big race, which is going to be the Rotterdam marathon this month. Um she's Fully training for the marathon before she transitions to the trail where she plans to run the Golden Trail World Series like last year where she finished second. There was another great result that is by an Italian runner Xavier Chevrier who set two personal bests last month Um, super fast on the road but also super strong on the trails. Xavier ran uh 29.03 10k in preparation for his half marathon that he ran in Berlin actually last weekend uh, where he ran 61.58 that it was I think super impressive I don't think there is many other trail runners who have been capable of such a an impressive time because it's you know, work class time. It's super com- competitive, even for a road runner. So, congrats to Xavier, a great friend of mine, and for sure an inspiration to train hard and run faster. <laughs> last race that I'm going to mention this month is the Marine Ultra Challenge 50 Mile in Sausalito, California. Um, the event was actually uh, 50K and uh, 50 Mile. In the 50K, Gabriel Klein who was ninth? and this year Bandera 100k smoked the 50k with a course record in 3 hours 35. And the same happened in the women's race where Brittany Peterson won with a big course record in 4 hours and 7 minutes. But I'm especially as excited about this race because Leo Perschel who is also a vert-run athlete, he actually is training with Tom Evans' training plan and is coached by me. He topped the 50 mile in 8 hour 50 minutes. Just congrats to Leo! Such a great performance, such a strong run uh, on his way to Canyon 100. And in the women's race, it was Samantha Bear who won in 8 hour 39 minutes. So congrats, Leo! Congrats to all the athletes from Team bird Let's keep rocking the trails. We're doing such a great job. Um, and this also shows that our training plans really work well. Um, if you're interested, check out Tom Evans' training plan, which helped Leo winning this great 50 mile race. Congrats again. So let's finish this month's running review with a little bit of podcast review and suggestions. Uh, I've listened to several inspiring episodes from different podcasts this month. Let's start from Free Trail, where Claire Gallagher was interviewed by Dylan Bowman after winning Black Canyon back in February. Claire is a super inspiring athlete. Uh, We'll learn a lot from her interview. For example, her passion about free diving, uh, how she is training with a very low volume unlike many other athletes who are, you know, being fans and support the high volume training. Uh, she's found this great compromise that, of course, it's, it's working really well for her. Claire also talks about her work for Patagonia and we know how committed and just great her work has been on the climate issue um there was another great episode of Free Trail Podcast where Dylan Bowman interviewed Brandon Madigan, who is the race director of Broken Arrow Sky Race in California, which is a really popular uh trail running event that is going to be held in June. We learn a little bit what it takes, what what it means to organize such a big event, what it means from his personal standpoint to support top athletes and the trail running movement, and why, according to Brendan, the sport needs to invest on elite athletes. Um, he also announced that at Broken Arrow, this year price pours will be increased to $50,000 to divide between the vertical run, the 26K and the 52K race, of course, that is going to be split equally among men and women he also gives a few ideas on how to attract and give more possibility to young people coming into the sport especially for example college athletes or teenagers who want to get started with trail running and several times they don't have very many options last episode of free trail that i listened to is a great interview with francois diane uh of course uh great champion of UTMB. He's won this race several times, last time he won last year. He's also won Hard Rock last year. We learned a lot from Francois, um, for example, how he chose to end his business in the winemaking and he decided to fully focus on you know, training and trail running basically. Um, So I totally suggest you listen to that interview. The Single Track Podcast is another great podcast that I really enjoy. And there were some very cool interviews last month. Anton Krupicka, who is, of course, an icon of our sport, um, always a great inspiration. Uh, Anton and Finn discuss a lot of things about the approach to the Training, racing, and just the outdoor experience that Anton has had over the past fifteen years as one of the best athletes of our sport. So um, lots of great takes and great inspiration from that episode. There were other two interviews with uh, two road runners that are making a transition to the trails. Who are Reed Coulsonet from Canada and Garrett Heath from the United States. Reed was a two-time Olympian uh, was sponsored by New Balance. He's a two-ten marathoner. He's, uh, he, he actually ran Black Canyon, but he dropped out, and is preparing for Western State this year, where he got a golden ticket. So it will be super interesting to see how he transitions to the trails. And in the episode, they talk about, you know, how different it is to train for road running, for how different it is marathon training from Trail running, and uh, what are the challenges and the interesting things that is learning as is making this transition to the trails. And uh, in a similar way, Gareth Heath, who was a member of the group, the Brook Beast Track Club, um, is now transitioning to the trails. Um, not much on the ultra distances, as we learn from the episode, but on the sub ultra races, it's probably going to start from something like 20 to 40k trail races, Uh, but it's going to be really interesting how it makes the jump from track, road and cross country, where he was a super strong athlete, is won two times the great Edinburgh cross country, that is one of the most famous event in the sport, Uh, so I was really inspired by Garrett. Um, and this conversation with Finn Melanson last thing that I want to close this episode with um, our own Bert Run podcast running long I recorded an episode with Jonathan Wyatt which was for me super interesting full of exciting things and anecdotes on his career as an athlete Jonathan uh, it's probably been the greatest of all time in the classic mountain running. Is won six World Championship. It was a probably the best uphill runner of all time. It's got several records in several alpine races. Uh, a few records in the U.S. One that I would like to mention is the Mount Washington Road Race in New Hampshire. Crazy performance there. <laughs> Um, so it was a great chat about his career as an athlete and why he's leaving the role of the presidency at the WMRA, what is next for him, he's going to be involved more on the coaching side of the sport, uh, but it was just a really fun conversation with him. Then we have uh, another episode with Pablo Villa that I've already talked about. Pablo won the Transcon Canaria this year, so it was, um, it was great to sit down with him for an hour or so and learn how he trained, how, what, what were the challenges when preparing for this race and I think a lot of you can find good information and inspiration in this episode. Uh, the last episode that I want to talk about is, of course, the one that we recorded last week with Emily Fosberg, who doesn't need any presentation. We talk about how she's back to training and what what still gives her motivation to train hard and to you know, find the best of herself after giving birth twice. She has two daughters. She lives in Romsdal. She runs a farm. She is an entrepreneur because she's the owner of Boom Valley uh, Small Farming with uh, her friends and fellow athletes, Mimi Kotka and Ida Nilsson. So lots of things going on for her. We also learn a little bit about her involvement in Normal, the brand that Killian's has just founded in collaboration with Camper. So it was, a, of course, a really inspiring conversation. Last, um, we have one episode that is... Um, our nutrition talks of the month where we'll learn how to fuel during a trail race or a long run so Wilfredo Benitez from On Wellness gives us all the information and a few tips that we need uh, to learn about how to fuel during the effort after talking about how we should eat and what's the optimal nutrition for a pre-race or pre-training uh, effort Thanks again for listening and for tuning this month. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'm trying to get better with my English and to make the trail running review of the month more and more exciting each month to give you more perspective and interesting information. So if you appreciate, uh, if you learn something, please let me know. Please share the episode on social media. Please rate the episode. And the show on Spotify and Apple Podcast if you enjoyed it. And until next time, of course, keep rocking the trails and enjoy your training. Bye.